Hi, this is Malayan Verveer. And this is Kim Azzarelli. We are co-authors of the book Fast Forward, How Women Can Achieve Power and Purpose. And you're listening to Seneca Women, Conversations on Power and Purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Welcome to this special edition. During these difficult times, we're talking to experts who can help us gain perspective on the impact of the coronavirus, as well as share tips, resources, and some much-needed inspiration. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Laura Casper. Dr. Casper is a San Francisco-based psychologist and an adjunct clinical faculty member at Stanford Medical School. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, um, you know, it's an unusual time, but uh, we are very grateful (laughs) for what you do um, as Mm -hmm. a psychologist. And, uh, you know, we have kind of new uh, living arrangements, pretty much new everything for a lot of people. So due to the coronavirus, um, obviously, people are spending more time at home with their families more than ever. And so uh, this probably could be a tough time for intimate relationships. Are Are you finding that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what I'm seeing is, you know, 24-7 time at home with our partners is, is basically putting a magnifying glass on our differences and how we cope, you know, how we cope with fear, uncertainty, and feeling out of control in general, and specifically the threats to safety and health. I was going to say, it puts a magnifying glass on our own, our own weak points as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what I was going to say too is, you know, it's highlighting the ways that we've been meeting our needs outside our relationships, you know, in good ways, like going to the gym and meeting our friends, interacting with colleagues, you know, all those things that are good ways of meeting our needs and important. But it, it's also showing the ways that, that maybe we've been avoiding dealing with tension in our relationships by sort of going outside sometimes. So, so those tensions are more present right now, I think, than, than before. And, and how are you finding people are, are coping with that kind of new reality? Um, you know, they're coping in a lot of different ways. Um, I mean, it, it's generating a lot more tension than I've ever seen before. Um, I mean, I think people are, you know, I think people are being creative. They're, they're, they're realizing that they're not seeing their friends or they're not seeing their colleagues to work. So they're trying to schedule a little bit more kind of talk time with a friend or, you know, let's have a, let's have a happy hour, you know, where we all get on video. I mean, I, I can see there's ways that people are really coping creatively. And, and in, in physical environments where, I mean, some people have the luxury of having bigger spaces, but some people have pretty small spaces. Mm-hmm. How, do you, how do you create space um, when you're living in a, a confined space? How do you create that mental space? Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that um, I think that the biggest thing that I've been helping people with is is this is a time to develop our relationships with ourselves, you know, and and so fear and resentment right now are kind of a gift, and it's a gift to help each of us pay attention to what are we feeling and what are we needing for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and and so. So to ask ourselves, you know, do, do I need to take a walk? Do I need to, do I need to, just, if there's no other room, do I need to go to the bathroom and just have a moment by myself? Right? But just actually creating some of those um, physical barriers, telling your partner, you know, that you need a little time, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go lie down on the bed and I'm just going to take a little break or I need to, you know, go read, read or write in my journal or do something, you know, like using using or sitting in the car. I mean, that's actually been, I've had a lot of clients that have had therapy sessions in the car, asking your partner to put on noise canceling headphones and listen to something, you know, even if they're in another room to create kind of privacy has also been something I've creative. I've seen people do both with therapy sessions, but also with, with meetings, 
You know, I mean, what people are realizing, like how often their partners are on meetings and just even having somebody talking in the space at the same time as you can be, um, can be agitating, you know, just kind of keeps our nervous system a little more activated. Right. And then you add kids to the mix and that that (laughs) people are homeschooling and that's a whole new dynamic. And apparently homeschooling is pretty hard. So people have a profound new appreciation for teachers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The depth of empathy that my clients who have children have has been profound. That's an interesting point because you were saying that it's really important to sort of get to know yourself a little bit better and start this new relationship with yourself and kind of understand what you need. And I guess it's also probably a great time to try to have a little empathy for your partner and put yourself in their shoes uh, and see, you know, see what's going on with them as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, when when tension is coming up, you know, if, if we stay in our sort of, you know, I'm right, you're wrong position, you know, that's just going to, to make a fight worse or just keep it going versus you know, actually taking this as an opportunity to learn something about your partner, you know, genuinely listen to how they're feeling and what their concerns are, you know, and treat them with respect in that conversation, just really upping the empathy game right now. I mean, that's going to turn differences into, you know, into a blessing right now. Do you have any kind of tips or tricks for how to diffuse a situation when it's starting to escalate? Because I know there's, there's that easy opportunity when everyone's under so much stress. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, I think when escalation happens, the best thing, I mean, we need timeouts just as much as kids do, you know? I mean, I think sometimes we don't like to admit that, but it's true, you know? It's it's true, you know? And so I think the best way to to de-escalate is just name it and just agree. Like, let's just take a break. Let's just, you know, give ourselves 10 or 15 minutes or come back to it tomorrow. I mean, that's the, that is the single best way to de-escalate any kind of situation. I mean, one, one thing that I've heard couples do, I've heard people do is, is also just like, let's turn on some music and just shake this out. <laughs> like just, just change the mindset, right? Just like have fun in this moment. And, and, and maybe they come back to the conflict at that moment or maybe they don't, but just kind of change the energy is really important. So you wrote a really interesting piece for the bold italic um, that gives some relationships tips when dealing with COVID-19. And one of your tips is to have some fun, which is I think what you're alluding to. How can you build that into your kind of schedule? And do you recommend schedules? I do recommend schedules. Yeah. I mean, I think that, I think that we, you know, even taking from some of the kind of depression and anxiety literature, I mean, you know, we all do better with a schedule and, and we all, we see this in kids, right? I mean, kids do better with schedules. And so when we're under a great amount of stress, we need it too. So so I absolutely think that schedules are important. I mean, I think with building in fun and building in play, it's an attitude, right? It's, it's sort of a, it's a choice to say, we're going to make this incredibly stressful, fearful time that, that has a lot of, that's having a lot of negative consequences globally, nationally, and, you know, even in some of our friends and families. But like in the, in the moment in life, taking the attitude of trying to bring some lightness or play in where we can, you know, is, is, is what we, is, is what we have control over. Um, but, but, you know, but I don't, I also don't want to minimize that, that for some people, the idea of trying to bring fun when they've got a loved one who's in the hospital or something, you know, something that's actually really lost their job, stressed out about their job. Like it's not easy to do. It's not easy to do. I mean, you're kind of getting to the heart of it, which is that these are really, uh, uncertain, unusual, and very, very hard times for most people, um, or for many people, I should say. And so how do you deal, I mean, in, in, 
with that level of stress, not just with your partners, but is there is there something that you're recommending in terms of stress management? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing that I, I'm trying to remember right now and that I'm trying to encourage my clients to remember is that we are all scared and feeling out of control. And that's, that is generally everyone's baseline right now. And that kind of fear and powerlessness can easily translate into getting controlling or feeling frustrated or feeling tension, you know, all this sort of really negative, harsh stuff, both with ourselves and with others. And so, you know, the antidote right now is just compassion, you know, compassion for ourselves, remembering that we're scared, we're feeling out of control. And, you know, when we look at our partners or we look at our kids or our colleagues, just remembering that, you know, kind of seeing through their eyes the same thing that you're feeling, like we're all feeling that and trying to remember that together. I think that's some of the best medicine right now. That's wonderful. And I I think that's so much in line with what, you know, we feel at Seneca, which is that if we could, even if we could do something, one little small thing for someone, um, that actually can change dimensionally the way you're feeling and the way you're looking at the world. And so it's so hard to, to get out of what's going on right now. But I think what you're saying is so important, that compassion and kindness towards yourself, towards others. Towards the community. I think I heard a really great example of someone who just all little things that people can do. For example, someone was ordering takeout for people uh, who didn't necessarily have uh, enough to, you know, enough to eat really because so many people are, are struggling right now and to support the local restaurant and to support people. I mean, there's just so many ways that you can help a neighbor or help somebody mm-hmm. to help yourself, mm-hmm. really. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, we, we can feel good. We feel good when we're expressing compassion and whether that's just expressing compassion emotionally or just, you know, holding somebody with compassion versus maybe taking a compassionate action. You know, it all, it all feeds the compassion well. We'll be back after this break. So if you make it through this with your partner, do you feel like you'll be uh, well on your way for the, for the next chapter? Yeah, I mean, I think we all will, right? I mean, I think I think it's really an opportunity to uh, up level ourselves and our relationships that way. You know, it's 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 times of great stress that we learn kind of who we are and and what we're made of and and what the if we can kind of grow from the challenges, then hopefully we're all stronger. Yeah, it's so true. I, I heard someone early on say, which I thought was kind of funny, but it, it actually resonated with me. They said, listen, this is either going to be Corona divorce or a Corona romance. We're going to have to decide right. what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's right. Maybe that's being right. intentional helps. Have you found people kind of trying to work at their relationships every day and make that a priority? Um, are you recommending that as well? Yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely am. I mean, I, I you know, I'm... I'm this time at home without the distractions of of work and, you know, or leaving, I should say, there's, there's still work at home, but kind of leaving and traveling and all the things, it's like being together, it is an opportunity to, you know, work on both our relationships to ourselves and our partners. I think it's a huge opportunity. Um, yeah, I think it's a huge opportunity. So I am seeing couples. I mean, I think I think we're also hearing a little bit of the, you know, people are also feeling pressure to kind of personal growth and optimize personal growth while we've got all this time. And and so I'm definitely not encouraging people to sort of push themselves too much. You know, it's like, 
what's, what's available, what's possible. It's an opportunity. If it feels right, take it. If it doesn't, you know, don't, don't work too hard. We're under a lot of stress right now. So, you know, doing what works and not what, not what's too much. Such good advice. Well, it's wonderful to talk to you. So what, what makes you optimistic in this moment? I, I think it's related to what we're talking about. You know, I think that we live in a culture that encourages us to look outside ourselves for validation and fulfillment. You know, the next promotion, the next Instagram vacation post, which leads a lot of people to my office door. You know, and and while there's so much fear and worry and vulnerability that we're all facing right now, I'm optimistic because of the slowing down, because of the removal, removal of distractions. I mean, it's giving us the gift of time and mental space to, to work on these relationships. And, and from my perspective, the space to improve the one relationship that's actually the key to mental health, which is the one with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of reevaluate what you value, what you're doing and, and how you're living your life. Yeah. Yeah. How you're being. Well, thank you so much. It is so uh, great to have you on the show. We appreciate everything you're doing to help couples get through this difficult period. Um, is there a way listeners could learn more about your work? Absolutely. Yeah. You can find me online at www.drlauracaspertherapysf.com. Fantastic. We hope to have you on the show again, and and we hope you are are staying well and staying safe. Thank you very much. Mm, Thank you so much, too. You're listening to Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio, with support from founding partner P&G. Listen to Seneca Women Conversations on Power and Purpose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please support this podcast by telling your friends, subscribing, and rating us. For more information on Seneca Women, follow us on social media, visit our website, SenecaWomen.com, and check out the Seneca Women app, free in the App Store. Have a great day.